Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Sans Pants Radio, Australia's most biased podcast network. Welcome to How Goods Footy, a weekly AFL podcast where we ask the most important sporting question of all. I'm Carney. I'm Tom. And I'm Dusha. And today, because all of our teams were, you know, I won't say bad enough not to make the grand final, but I'll say maybe not talented enough to get there this year, we've brought in our special guest and maybe the most successful Melbourne supporter we've ever had on the podcast before. He's come back and that's Broden Kelly. So the last time I was on... We talked about Hungry Jack's chips for about four hours, <laughs> and that was Correct. because I didn't want to talk football. Because at the time, gents, yeah. I was like, how good's footy? Mm, not that good. <laughs> now, gentlemen, now I'm back, and I'm only going to talk about Hungry Jack's chips for maybe three hours, <laughs> because we're in the grand final. It's it's exciting. I've been shitting my pants for- yeah. Eight days now, but I have another six days of pants shit. How come? I can't believe that the one year. Anyway, we'll get to that. Uh, yes, uh, I'm very excited to be here. What an honor! Did you try the Hungry Jack's chips? For those of you who hadn't had them at the time, oh my god! I gotta say that that chat changed our lives for for a while at least. Yeah, yep. we. I think we immediately left that recording and went to Hungry Jack's. And then yep. it kind of became a bit of a post-recording tradition where we kept going to Hungry Jacks <laughs> until it fucking closed down. Which we ran him out of business. We ah, uh, where was it, boys? Uh, the High Street one, just near like Regent Station. Yeah, yeah, the retro diner one. Yes, yeah. one of the last. Rec- you know, Hungry Jacks had the retro diners going, yep. and that was our childhood. Yeah, um, and now they're all dead, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, but- it sucks because like this one, like most like. Diners and stuff like that closed down due to not being popular enough. But on Monday nights, after we finished recording, it was the most popular restaurant in the world. So presumably, <laughs> they closed down due to selling too many chips. Would you take a the chips that we currently have available to us at any Hungry Jacks a- across this country, yeah, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. a jukebox in every Hungry Jacks that you went into? <sighs> oh. Fucking hell. Does does the jukebox also come with the giant images of in excess that were inside the high street one? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It comes with all of that, and also corn uh, uh, freak on a leash is on there, and you can play that on loop as I did in the years nineteen ninety nine to about two thousand and one. Oh man! But but the chips are the old the old hungry jacks chips. They're not the new yeah, and improved. A bad McDonald's chip. Oh. Yeah. <sighs> Fuck! This is Sophie's choice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> oh, that's the sequel, actually. That's going to be the sequel. <laughs> Sophie's choice. Jack's choice. <laughs> I take um, the chips. The okay. chips. 
Yeah. Um, I once went to a retro diner in Melbourne when I was a teenager, and it was $2 for a song request, but we realized that five cents got the jukebox working as well. Uh, and we queued the we queued the song. I forget what it's called, but it's like the one banana, two banana, make them grow or whatever. The hey, Mister, yeah, you know, you know that song from yeah, 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 from yeah. Beetlejuice. Uh, yes, there was a song from Beetlejuice. Uh, we queued that. I think it was like twenty to thirty times in a row, and it played all through the restaurant um, with other people in it. That's what you to want. To the point where the st- staff thought there was a problem, turned the jukebox off, then turned it back on, and then we just did it again. Um, <laughs> you damn punks! That's what you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah we were- got damn punks. <laughs> no respect for the jukebox, clearly. So yeah, I'm gonna have to oh. take the chips. I can't trust my- myself around a jukebox. <laughs> my favourite part of that story was when you went, I was in, um, and then thought of the city that we're all in. <laughs> yeah. Like, it wasn't like, it wasn't a suburb. It was like, no. Um, yeah. I was, Real when broad. I was a kid, I was in Australia. And, um, <laughs> sorry. And finally, uh, I haven't heard yours. I'm going to go with the jukebox. And my theory is, is eventually we could get the chip, I think. <laughs> we get yeah, it. We right. get it. We get a period of the shit chip, but I imagine they'll eventually work yeah. out how to make the good chip. But it's not traveling back in time. It's just keeping one thing. It's now. just bringing. Yeah. yeah the I choice know, is but- you, you're picking the music, and the chip will never come back. Oh, is that what is that what you're saying? Well, then I, I go so. chip. I guess it is. Yeah. yeah, but we also live in a time now with Spotify, so I can walk in with my phone into any of your, you know, any Hungry Jacks. Yeah. Put Freak on a leash. On loop, yeah. there's a button for that, and I can listen to Freak on a Leash while eating a Whopper and those chippies. Anyway, how good's footy? Well, it's a question that we can't answer, and I feel like neither can you because the Melbourne have made a grand final, and just despite all the Melbourne supporters, the AFL put a week's break between the prelim and the grand final. I can't believe this. It's actually doing my head in. <laughs> like I didn't want to get too ex- I didn't want to get too angry about it at the start yeah. of the finals. Yeah, but um, I was like, if we get there, this is going to be awful because we will only play one game in six months. In the lead up to the grand final, and I feel like if we lose, which is a very big possibility, there's so many like they're going to cop so much. Like Sen will have like 18 weeks of content for like the, the first decision. Obviously, you can never have that break again because a team that the team that won the most that year and looked impressive in every game in the lead up to played one game and then went on uni holidays, like and then came back and played one game. Um, so yeah, no, that's that's worrying me a lot. That's yeah. what in this. I'm sorry for full context. I'm in a hotel room, and I haven't left the room since uh, before we played um, that the prelim. I've been in this room for 13 days, and I'm losing my mind. And I'm just so happy to talk to some people. <laughs> so I might. That's why I'm talking so much. If you're listening, I'm sorry. No, that's good. I um, I. Thought so. I had a close call with a tier one exposure site. And for anyone who isn't in Australia listening to this or Melbourne, uh, if you're at a tier one exposure site, this thing called COVID, (laughs) (laughs) have 
Have you heard of the novel yeah. coronavirus? It's an airborne <laughs> yeah. virus. Uh, they call it in China. COVID nineteen, but in yeah. Australia, it's bloody COVID twenty twenty one. I tell you what. <laughs> um, yeah, so I had a close call with a tier one site that then got downgraded to tier two. Uh, so it was looking like I was going to have to isolate for 14 days and it was four days before I found out I could leave. And it was, I don't know how anyone is doing it. Like the fact you made it to 13 so far, that's. Like- I haven't had fresh air in 13 <laughs> days. I haven't been outside. I, yeah. um, a mate who just went through it said, say you smoke. So you get a balcony. Oh, and the, uh, like a Brisbane cop looked at me and went, "Do you smoke?" And I went, "No." <laughs> and I was like, Fuck! <laughs> um, but I really fucking regret. I, w- I would have taken up smoking if it meant yeah. I got a balcony. Yeah, um, one cigarette a day for fourteen days. Not going to do any damage to your health. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> no, but um, surely though, surely if you get if if you say to the cop, yeah, look, I do smoke. I have a feeling then he shows up every day for like half an hour and watches you smoke the whole pack. <laughs> yeah. just just yeah. to like make sure. I'd be happy to see someone to be honest to spend a bit of time with a guy. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, I I, uh, I missed that. Um, uh, I've just been playing PlayStation, listening to Sen, and going on my exercise bike um, yep. as much as possible. So, but it, well, yeah, war is hell. Haggard's <laughs> footy actually has a tradition of uh, watching footy whilst on an exercise bike because mm. we feel, um, you know, riding in with the players, especially as they run into an open forward 50, no better feeling. <laughs> it's powerful. Oh, it stuck in my head, actually. Jason Ackermanis said one year, like, I remember he was interviewed. This is like after they were in, they had their run. Yeah. Um, yes, Sean, you'd be aware of that one. Uh, but, uh, he said and someone was like you're going to watch the grand final I said oh yeah I'll probably just hop on the bike and watch it and I remember thinking like that's a fit person because like I sit on this for 10 minutes and um, yeah. I'm cooked but you imagine Jason Ackermanis just sitting on an exercise bike for three hours watching a football game <laughs> you watched but, all three of them the three pay I actually I started doing it because it was it was better for me to ride on the bike and watch Brisbane than to sit on the couch and like punch the couch and punch the wall. I was oh, getting man. too angry. <laughs> I did that. I do that with dumbbells. I started in COVID. I started with dumbbells, and if something's gone wrong, I just got up and started doing curls. like the most <laughs> dorky crap. Oh god damn it! <laughs> so you've barely worked out this season, then. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I've, just, it's been a, I've become a spaghetti arm boy. Yeah. But in previous good, years, good gains in twenty twenty, all gone in twenty twenty one. Very true. So, how have the finals been so far for you? Uh, were you worried about the pre? I mean, obviously, with all finals, every game is stressful because anything can happen. But uh, we particularly oh, yeah. stressed about the prelim or the qualifying. Yes, I, I was. I was <laughs> nervous and stressed for all of them. Yeah, uh, you Joel. Um, the first one in Brisbane, uh, sorry, in Adelaide against Brisbane versus yep. Melbourne. Uh, was, <laughs> Very normal. Um, that Channel 7 did this pr- big promo build-up, and I think Channel 7's coverage is potentially the worst uh, the worst coverage of any sport ever performed. <laughs> yeah, accurate. Including yep. ESPN think- 3's coverage of rock throwing. <laughs> yeah. uh, pebble, pebble pop. Um, but what the one thing I think they do really well and is like hype videos just before the game. Yep. Like yep. They, they hype you up and then they chuck you over to Hamish McLaughlin <laughs> talking <laughs> absolute fuck, reading a fucking Jane Austen book for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But there was one they made about the the, the uh, Norm Smith curse that was just perfectly put together, and I, that was awesome, and that put me over the edge to where, like, I'm an anxious guy to begin with, but this yeah. year has actually cooked me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, that game, but it was... I felt comfortable as soon as the as every time I've watched them this year. As soon as the game has started, I felt oh, okay. It's all good. Like I've never Ooh. felt that before, and I, I think all three of you will have experienced this with your teams at different points, where you just go, "They're actually, they're actually in charge. They actually have got this. Things yeah. can go wrong, and they'll be okay." Never experienced that. Some mm. of you have even experienced this uh, watching your team play my team in a grand final. Um, is, is, is there, Tom, are you Essendon or are you Geelong that as well? Douche is the Essendon man. I'm yeah, the Geelong. I'm, I'm Essendon. Oh, yeah, no, no, yeah, hey, there's heaps of us and we all barrack for different teams. It's yeah. fair enough. Um, <laughs> yeah, so the last time I felt Last time I was on, football. there was 19 of you in the, in the, in the, in the, <laughs> yeah. on the podcast, I feel yeah, like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was us in a room. <laughs> One for Talking each team plus a soccer <laughs> yeah. guy who we don't know why he was there. <laughs> he's, he's, he's pushing for the Tassie expansion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Broden, Broden, can I ask in the prelim? So you won by like eighty-three points, I think it was. Sorry, Tom. Yeah, um, no, that's yeah. fine. That's all at good. what at what point in that game are you like a nervous watcher? At what point in the game do you go, oh, okay, we can't lose now? Because I know, yeah, particularly I with Joel and I, we got to oh. be like ten goals up with a minute to go, and then we can breathe. Can I guess? Was it when Max Gorn kicked it from sixty? Because that's when I knew we were going to lose. Bang on, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> when he kicked the 70 metre pun from the side, that was a fair indicator. Yeah, I was like, oh, I we're, we're you, fucked up. <laughs> I could even tell you where I was. I was there. And, um, <laughs> uh, uh, yes, it was because uh, uh, Stephen May obviously did his hammy, yep. and, but they brought him back on. And when they brought him back on, I was, I was happy with him being back on, even though. Yeah. But the moment I. Uh, when Gorn kicked that, I thought time to take him off because we've won. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. But um, I think he went off know. shortly after. I think when yeah. Gorn kicked, I don't know, goal number four or number five, somewhere yeah. in that haze where I saw the face of God and he's shaved <laughs> with a beard. Uh, that, that's that's what I'd like to reveal today. The, the reason I called it at the same time as the coach is because I am Simon Goodwin. <laughs> uh, of course, <laughs> in this room. But yes, no, it was a that was that game. I remember just before the game started, my like I came to complete like Zen and was like, "We're going to lose." <laughs> <laughs> I did, uh, yeah, that's a different type of Zen than most. Uh, you know, Tom never has that. I mean, um, so we talk about in our lifetime having moments where our teams, you're like, we've got this. I mean, the year two thousand for me. I was 10. Uh, so it's been a while. Uh, Tom, however, uh, gets it pretty much every year. Uh, Until finals. Until we get to the finals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a, it's a new feeling, like, rolling into a game. But, yeah, the uh, the zen feeling of, oh, yeah, no, it, look, it doesn't matter. We're in trouble here. Mm-hmm. We're going to lose. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that was... That was I, the reason the loss didn't hurt was because I had, like... Three quarters to get used to the result. It should still and hurt. Tom. I was just like, ah, oh, well, it's, I, we're, we're going to lose. So I went through all of the all of the the stages, and it's really hard to hate a team with Max Gorn in it. Like it's, I tried, and I reckon I lasted thirty seconds, and it's like, ah, oh, it's impossible. <laughs> it's impossible to hate that man. I, mm. I got a deep hate for Bontempelli right now. Ooh. Like, and he Ooh. seems to be just like the nicest dude. Yeah, and like they're actually Bulldogs are a team, and it seems like. 
nice people. And like Cody Waitman for me is is Satan at the moment. Like the nicest little man <laughs> who buys hats from Savers and wears them. And like Tom Liberatore follows me on Instagram because he obviously is a fan of alternative comedy because he's an alternative unit. Yes, and I yes. feel like all week I just want to be fucking man. You fucking loser, cunt, fucking fucking dog cunt. Um, Get in his head. Uh, but, yeah. Hey Tom, you fucking dog. But, uh, but I haven't. <laughs> Dropping an Auntie Donna sketch solely about how Tom Liberatore actually sucks at footy, uh, leading yeah. him to the grand final, would be a huge move. Yeah. Oh, a new sketch from Auntie Donna, my favourite boys. I'll just open it up. You're a fucking dog, Liber. You're a fucking dog. Your dad was a dog. But I don't want to rev him up because Bulldogs no. are a narrative-based team. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, you got to go the other way. Yeah. yeah. All the best, mate. Yeah. I-, I hope you have a great day. And then embrace your dog. <laughs> especially Libba like they are a nar- narrative based team but Libba especially feels like a narrative based player you, you're in trouble because he only got like two Brownlow votes the other night yeah. so he's going to be fired up yeah man oh man Bont looked stroppy didn't he when he uh, he just had this blank look on his face as um, Quagmire took home the Brownlow <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm glad you brought up Ollie Wines, I've seen him heaps. He's a great footballer. But yeah, like, I don't know what it, the difference between seeing him just in, like, I mean, a, a suit versus seeing him in, like, on the football field. I'd noticed that he had, like, a pentagon-shaped head before. But it really <laughs> yeah. shone through in, uh... <laughs> it's when he was on the podium getting the, yeah. the medal. Because the camera angle's low and you can just see the whole sort of chin area. It doesn't help how small the medal is in relation <laughs> yeah. to his fucking head. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's an incredible an incredible photo that the Frio Doc has posted today of um W award winner Kiara Bowers with mm-hmm. Ollie Wines. Kiara Bowers is like a big inside midfielder for the Dockers. She looks twelve years old next to Ollie Wines. <laughs> he looks like he's they've cut him out of a different photo because he's just he's made of blocks. <laughs> he's a Minecraft character. <laughs> yeah. But as soon as he takes off his shirt, like, that's a fit man. That's a healthy yeah. man. Yeah. But you look at his head and you're like, that's a big fat man. <laughs> that's, that's a big fat man's head. <laughs> look at that. That's the head of a big fat man. But that's all bone. That means that his head is all bone or muscle yeah. and he's got muscle in his in his, in his chin. <laughs> just just working out constantly in his cheeks. Just yeah. He had, he had the big... Quads too, right? When he first got to the yes. club and he was like he still 18, 19, they were calling him Quadzilla for like a few years, which is, <laughs> he's just big. Yeah. Good on um, him though. A good Achuka boy. He's, his best friends, Jack Viney was his best man, I think. Um, can you imagine being in grade six with Ollie Wines and Jack Viney walking around? They'll be like this little nugget guy just bashing everyone. <laughs> We're horrifying. Oh, no, I've got to go to school with Ollie Wines and Jack Viney. <laughs> it would be like in The Mighty Ducks, the Knucklepuck brothers, except yeah. real life and you have to deal with them. <laughs> Ugh. Hell yeah. Um, just while we're talking about the Brownlow, though, uh, we should probably mention, I mean, everyone knows, but Ollie Wines won with a fucking <laughs> enormous amount of votes, like 36 yeah. votes to take it home, equals Dustin Martin's record from a couple of years ago. Uh, the Bont, Stroppy second. With 33 votes. Um, then it's his own fault. Should have played better in the last month. 
<laughs> yeah, if you want to win the brown, though, your no, best I take bet that back. To... He did the best he could. I don't want to rev him up for the grand final. No, no don't let him <laughs> hear this. No, yeah, don't let Bevo anywhere near this fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, that's like Western Bulldogs are in such a weird spot where they're not the favorites this weekend, but knowing that makes me feel like they that should make them the favorites. Yeah, yeah, by not being the favorites, they are the favorites. <laughs> It's, it's, it's a it's, nightmare. It's wild because everyone's like, oh, you know, they finished fifth. But everyone forgets that, like, yeah, technically, by the end of round 23, they were fifth. They were second for, like, 80% of the year. Yeah. They should be, it should be equal billing. It should be a dollar fifty each, just even. And they were, <laughs> they were fourth until at the very end of one of a Brisbane West Coast game as well. Yeah. You know, like, they're, they're four, they were 5.0. There's no... No extra on that. They're almost 4.9, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's going to be a very scary game, I feel. Because, uh, oh. and I, I don't even bag for either of the team, but even just like Western Bulldogs and Melbourne coming together, because Melbourne kind of seem, um, and I know that there, there is definitely some players that this isn't the case, but just especially the way that Max Gorn's been presenting himself the last couple of weeks, they seem like a mature like good boy team where Western Bulldogs are kind of like a hurricane um, where you just, they're quick. Uh, they've all got crazy hair. Um, yeah. Half the team's called Bailey in some way or the other. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and yeah, like they've rolled in, played three games in a row. Now got the bye, which is going to bring back some injured players to them uh, coming up against Melbourne who, yeah, have played two games in the last six months, basically. <laughs> It does feel like that, though, like that Melbourne has good boy energy. Like you've got Max mm. Gorn, you've got Ben Brown. Like Ben Brown is like the ultimate good boy of football. Christian Salem seems like a good guy. Oliver seems like he likes to start fights, but he seems like he's a good boy at heart. <laughs> like a mongrel good boy. Like different, in it, like him and Libba have similar energies, but they just deviate at the last second. Whereas like <laughs> Oliver will help you up after a fight. Libba will fart in your face. <laughs> I, 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 I worry about saying this, but I feel like it could be both teams could just be around fighting each other for like five, six years and you could have a Hawthorne-Geelong or a Sydney-West Coast rivalry yeah. almost because they're both... The end of this season doesn't really... It's not like Geelong where it's clearly, you know, that's the end of a dynasty. They're both like... <laughs> Very, six very of our obviously. Players, six of our players playing the grand final. It's their first or second year. Like, yeah. a huge portion of... And it's the same with West Coast. I mean, what are they called? The Western Bulldogs. Um, and there's no real indicator that either of them are going to drop off, which is awful because I would just like a run, like a Richmond run, you know, where you play <laughs> a weird Adelaide team that's, like, self-destructing as they're playing you and GWS who shouldn't be there. Like, yeah. You yeah. want to have a little, we want to be good when there's like, when, you know, like in Geelong and, you know, you know all about that. And same with the Swans and West Coast. Yep. Yeah. Look, I'm, I was ridiculed on this podcast last week when I said maybe the dynasty's not over. I reckon we've got one more year. I reckon <laughs> we've got one last crack. Um, you got one last crack, I reckon, at finishing sixth. Um, <laughs> uh, just for clarity, Tom. you're talking about football, yeah? <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. Um, our women's teams are all good, so there's, they're 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 open in the window up. Uh, I think yeah, I but- think that's fair, and I think Richmond as well. In that, yeah. like, as soon as Richmond's fit and firing again, 
they've obviously Bashaval is retired and a few other people in the periphery, but there's like there's a very good chance they just come back firing next year with you know yeah. a better yeah. preseason and terrifyingly so. Playing. Yeah, mm. it's- they're getting Robbie Tarrant as well. Yeah, jeez, yeah, they're, yeah. They're- losing the Chol. Yeah, mm. and uh, who's the other forward they're losing to North Melbourne? Uh, Coleman yep. Jones. Coleman Jones. Super so that's, Yeah. Oh, that hurts. That's that's the byproduct of Jack Rewalt playing for one year too long. <laughs> I think. That's a fair point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I mean, Richmond in certain areas are kind of having a similar problem of Geelong now, which is they've kind of overcooked some of their older players, meaning that younger players can't come through. And you're like, hey, yeah, we, the older we, players today, are still- We re-signed Qu- Quinton Arkell today. He stayed <laughs> with Geelong. He was a, I was convinced he was heading to Richmond or the Bombers. Um, Actually, that reminds me, someone sent us that email during the week that had a link to this great website that has every, every team's list profile. And so Joel and I were looking and Joel's got- jo- Essendon have two players over 30 on their list. Yep. Brisbane have three players over 30 and Geelong have 12 players over 30. <laughs> and they've just got like- and 11 of in them this 24 in to 27-year-old bracket, Geelong have like maybe three players on their entire list. <clears throat> yeah, but, you know, with a, I will say this again. One of those, like, you look at some of them and you're like, oh, yeah, you're 30, you're this slowed is, down. This is spin, Tom. But, you know, like, Danger's <laughs> still good at 30. He's not the same as he was at, you know, 27. And I think that's Tom the thing, Hawkins though, Tom. None of them are going to get well. better. None of those old guys. They've all reached the peak of what they were. So it's probably it's not. kind of probably downhill. No, no, no. One more. Quinton Narkel is a uh, 80s sci-fi villain. <laughs> <laughs> he really is. I'm glad he's staying. He's got the best hair. I'd love if he just incorporated some slow claps into his game, like if the other team <laughs> kicks a goal when they run at it. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, that'd be good. Just he just starts wearing like really clearly eighties future, like it's the future yeah. of nineteen ninety eight, and he's wearing yeah. that style of clothing. That'd be good. Or he just appears in a Terminator bubble at the start of every game. Yeah. That'd be <laughs> sick. Why not? You know. Yeah. Speaking of, from I was his- about to say that'd be good for ratings. Uh, event, I just want to make sure everyone on this uh, call has a TV aerial. Oh, see, uh, yes. Broden. <laughs> The Brownlow didn't see it uh, because it's only available. It was only available on uh, Channel Seven free to wear. I have an aerial, but uh, I'm assuming I rent, and I'm assuming my aerial on top of my house is damaged because uh, yeah, Channel Seven just doesn't really get picked up. So I was like, well, guess I won't be watching the Brownlow. Joel, this is serious. Broden. Are you aware that there is no streaming available of the AFL Grand Final? Broden, I am. There is very limited streaming available, and I am very lucky that I have a right. PlayStation Five with oh, the okay, Seven great. Plus app. Oh, Jesus um, Christ. Is that? Are we not living in 1996 with oh. this? Like, AF, what the hell? Like, there's some points where you go, you know what? The AFL is a, is a world. You know, it could be a world sport. Is this? And then occasionally yeah. go, oh nah. It's only <laughs> if you have an aerial um, can you watch this game. Yeah. Well, it used to be that you could watch it on those the old AFL Live Pass, but they got rid of that because of KO, and now they haven't adjusted yeah. anything else. It's just, it's very AFL. It's very, very AFL. What's happened here uh, is just that I think the AFL has gotten very, very greedy with its rights, like handing off little bits and pieces everywhere, make like mm-hmm. just absolutely raking in millions, and it's gotten to the point now where it's just not user-friendly at all. 
And the fact that your grand final, the biggest event of the season, is very difficult to watch is fucked yeah. up. Yep. It, 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 has, it takes into account no knowledge about how humans live in 2021. And yeah. we'll like, it will affect the, all they want. The AFL, more than anything else, wants to be able to say we're the highest rated thing in the year in the AFL grand final. You, last year it was. It broke yep. records last year yep. in prime time. You do all the work to get it to prime time. You put it. You get, you get all the free-to-air space. NRL take away a prelim final so you get full run at it. Yeah. And then literally they're going to lose a million people or like they're going <laughs> to- who are going to illegally stream it or- and no one can go to the pub and no one can leave their house and watch it. It's so bad. It's yeah. It's insane. It's there are so many people too that were like, "Oh, I didn't think this was going to affect me until I've literally this week started looking at it." And it's like yeah. I haven't watched football on TV for three years because my TV shit and my aerial doesn't really work. So yeah, I just use my laptop and I don't have it. It's just wild that I, I would have figured. You know, the fact that there's sort of been so much rumbling that maybe Gil would have come out on the Brownlow night and been like, "Well, you're going to be able to watch." But then when it was like, oh no, you can't watch the Brownlow either. It's oh no, they're just they're <laughs> yeah. just gonna do this. They're just gonna Brownlow, do it. Brownlow wasn't even on seven plus. If you didn't have an aerial, you could not watch it. Yeah. He's, yeah, but he not only that. He's going to make a press conference about it. He's doing a press conference about the rights. Unfortunately, it's only available on analog. So. <laughs> <laughs> but even like the even AFL the AFL app didn't even do like a live Brownlow tracker. So if you couldn't watch it on no. TV, you couldn't even look on the app and see like <sighs> round by round what was happening. They've done that in um, the past. I don't know why they didn't do it. They, they did. Uh, the only thing is it only updated every, I think, half an hour or every hour. Uh, yeah, it was So fucked. at one point- it was like round 21 and their latest results were round 11. Yeah. Pathetic. <laughs> when, when I grew up in Adelaide, this is how the world used to be. In 2000, um, I lived in Adelaide. Uh, I've said that. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> we were watching it. And then like my my auntie rang and just said, well, Woden won. And there was no other way of knowing. There were like- you just had to wait until it was on television. Yeah. Like, there was no, oh. And they didn't broadcast it live. Like, they still delayed the Brownlow. Yeah. It's, the, the, the funniest version of that is I remember being in Sydney in 2007 for the Geelong Collingwood prelim. Yeah. And this is before. Like, so if you're in Melbourne, no worries. You got that game live. But if you're in New South Wales, which is rugby heartland, that game was on a one and a half, a 90-minute delay. You're so joking. we're watching, we're watching, yeah, we're watching the prelim and like it gets to that last quarter, which is so close. And we're sitting there and my dad's like, this game's over. Like I could find <laughs> out who won. <sighs> I'm getting str- like we're sitting there getting stressed. And then the phones like in the other room started going up and dad's like, that's either very good or very bad. <laughs> but just the idea. And like, And that's 2007. That's not that long ago. No. Like, right. We've only just been like, when you think about it, TV has oh, yeah. only just caught up in the last couple of years. It's I, I have ridiculous. memories of moving out of my parents' house uh, last year. No, about, yep. <laughs> about a decade. Congratulations on the new place. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yep. Yep. At hotel um, in Brisbane. My, it's really nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's my own house. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and Foxtel, like that, my parents had Foxtel, and having to watch Fox or like trying to watch Fox footy games on an iPad at literally four pixels. And this is like, Five years ago, like, yeah, not that it like it, it's taken like, and, and then like being able to switch on the NBA pass and watch high def fucking like any <laughs> game, anytime. 
Um, but it's not that long ago that we were no. in the dark ages still, or you had to go to the pub to watch the footy. Well, another fucked thing is like, so we've had KO for a couple of years. Um, I like plumbing the death star. Another Sans fans radio podcast did a live tour of the UK during final season one year. I couldn't use KO overseas cause the rights are different. It was just yeah. like, no. Nah. And I was like, are you fucking kidding yeah. me? It's actually better to live overseas for AFL coverage in a lot of ways, though, because like when I lived in America, you just get the watch AFL app, which is every game, and it's more the interface is better. Like you yeah. can start any game at any time. There's like every episode of every sports show, you get a better deal as well. I think it's cheaper than K. Like, but it, it even but because it's AFL, it did crash. Relentlessly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the the thing I love about Ko is it's I've only noticed it this year is that there are clearly ads for Fox shows that they don't necessarily have the rights to have on Ko, yep. so you'll just get that like funky French hold music with the oh, yeah. logo for like five minutes. They keep changing the song. Me and my mates talk about like oh they changed <laughs> I like this one as well yes. or I prefer the old one or yeah we'll be yes. right back. There's, yeah. there's one that was really, really good and really soothing, and I got into a, a habit of just enjoying it whenever it was on. And then they changed it, and it threw me so much, I had to mute the TV and just, like, <laughs> have a think. <laughs> like, oh, my body wasn't yeah. ready. I, I, I'm going to reveal something to you all, um, and mm-hmm. this is either going to make you guys like me less or uh-huh. the same. It okay. won't improve your opinion of me. It'll only <laughs> diminish. Now, I wrote an ad specifically. I got asked to write an ad specifically for... KO. So yep. I know yep. for a fact that they are um they are right. They are selling both like Fox Footy is just selling both ad, ad revenue streams now. So there's old people on Foxtel and young people on KO. Yeah. Um so I wrote the whole Dusty and Rusty series that's constantly on KO. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. and and Max from Auntie Donna shot it. Uh-huh. And uh, the director of Arnie Donna, sorry. And yep, then yeah. um, Tom, who makes all of our music, wrote the music for it. And Michelle Brazier is the one singing it, who is in a lot of our stuff as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but I'm sorry. But I just, so I, I uh, <laughs> but so that, even I'm sick of it. But it's like, that just gets drilled on KO. Yeah. You're right. I, I don't think about you any less, but <laughs> it's just the same. No. Yeah. Yeah. What you all went it? very quiet though as soon as I mentioned it. Like, yeah, oh, what hell I say that I hate you. <laughs> um, what was Dusty like to do those ads? Because that felt like that whole campaign, and presumably they were like, we want you to put like they had the idea already, and you just had to script it, right? It wasn't entirely your pitch. No, like, yeah, that's right. They yeah. just came and said, try and write some funny stuff. Um, yeah. So uh, Max is a diehard Richmond supporter, uh-huh. and um, and so he was very like uh, you know. A child, like a, a probably a, you know a bad director that day. He was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, Dusty, oh, you know whatever you, you um, want to do. Yeah, <laughs> it's you perfect. know when you sort of got one out in the forward line in the um in round twenty, you know round twenty two of uh, of two thousand and eighteen, and you sort of just fended off there, and you had that moment of could you, I want to kind of see that kind of energy. In the, um, I actually didn't get to go, but from all accounts, he was the coolest guy, like real chill and lovely and nice, and um uh. I was, you know, the suggestion was don't make him ever talk. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because yeah, I, I think yeah. that's a general rule that most ad shows have for um, 
footy players generally. And I think it's a good idea when you look at the cash converters ad with uh, Christian Petraka. Oh, <laughs> oh, the, yeah. the, the, the Wild West eyes. The dead, the dead, the soulless interaction between <laughs> Abby Holmes and Christian Petraka as they try and recreate something they both would have done, which is like, yeah. you know, do an, an on-field interview after a game. Like, clearly that's what they're doing. Clearly you've both done it normally and act like human beings before. But just the, <laughs> the, the fact that no one made them feel comfortable and then they both gave, like, this fucked performance is... Uh, and that it's on loop during football, it makes it very hard to watch. My, um, we my favourite one of those is... Sorry, Dusha, but my favourite one of those is that in the Toby Green one, his girlfriend is just called My Darling in his phone with a bunch of heart emojis. <laughs> Isn't it Darls? Yeah. That Darls, that's right, Darls. The, the weird notes that they would receive from, like, the Players Association and their agents and managers on, like... <laughs> All of that stuff would be uh, really upsetting. Yeah. Well, the one ad that we like, we've petitioned behind this uh, all year, which is we think that the Bond should. Uh, I know that you've mentioned that you're not a big fan of Marcus Bontempelli at the moment, right now, right now. But by all accounts, he seems like a lovely man. But we uh, we quickly went through the rules for uh, winning a Golden Logie, and we he's good decided in that, he's good in the Amy ad. He's yeah. good in the <laughs> Amy ad. Yeah. Never talks. He talks a little bit. When does he talk? Oh, is he on the phone? Is he? Yeah, no, he is on the phone at the start, and then. But does he talk? I don't, I don't think he talks. He doesn't talk. He just makes noises. If you don't know that he doesn't talk, that says a lot about his, you know, his, his acting body language. Mm. I don't know if he talks though. Does he ask the guy for a cake when he's running the longer version of the ad where he gets the cupcake? Oh yeah, he might be like, oh, can I guess? Because that's that's a that's a reference. Whoever directed it's a you know a good director. Genius. That's a reference to um, Ferris, Ferris Bueller's Bueller. Day Off, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah a little, and he, uh, uh, but but then Matthew Broderick does talk in that scene. He does go, "Hey, mm. yeah." But, uh, Maybe okay. I fuse the two. I know Cochin talks in his, and his is too much. Talks worse. too much. Yeah, his is way worse. What does mm. he do? He gets locked in the bathroom. That's the one. <laughs> what, what does he say? I, I think, think it's just more of like a, oh, seriously? When the door handle yeah, no, comes off. Yes. It's like, Cochin, shut up, yes. mate. That's filth. He says, oh, seriously. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. Your wife cool. left COVID protocol in Queensland, <laughs> you dog. <laughs> <laughs> don't talk. <laughs> oh, I'm getting confused because the only person, I think you're right. I don't think, I think Bont is a full Charlie Chaplin. I think the only one who speaks in it is the guy who's annoyed him in the barbershop in Footscray. All right, so I'm playing the ad very quietly in the okay. background, so okay. I'm respectful to uh, my three colleagues here. Basically, the idea is that we want we reckon Bond should win a gold logie for his his efforts in the Amy ad, yeah. but also he's on TV at least once a week for footy. He's in other ads as well, and his acting's like obviously that's his crowning performance. But there's yep. the Toyota yep. one where it's that's good, that's gooder. Yep, and then he's he turns into. Essentially, in this, in the canon of the Toyota ad, things are improving by being replaced, and this woman's husband literally becomes Marcus Bontempelli, or is he transported and became? Anyway, in this world, she's going to fuck him, <laughs> <laughs> and the way he plays "Where Am I? What's Going On?" is very good. That that makes um, me believe that in universe he has been spontaneous that he swapped like he's yeah. appeared in that location. And yeah, he's just- not like I am the husband. He's like I am Marcus Bontempelli. Yeah, I think he's a great actor, and I think the Gold Logie campaign needs to start now. Did the Logies get cancelled? Yeah, so he can win in twenty twenty two. Yeah. Uh, 
Um, That's I've how checked. important it is. It can just be cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> Not delayed. They're like, oh, yeah, if there's no live crowd, don't worry about it. No one will notice. <laughs> the only reason I know it was cancelled is because of the the Gold Logie Bont campaign that we were trying to lift off the ground. But now we've just got 12 more months to push it. Bom. He does talk in the commercial, but only very briefly and on the phone at the end. He said, hey, how's it going, mate? And it's mixed low. Believable. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Believable. But, cool. but yeah, he's got 12 months now to be in more ads. Yeah. Oh, he's going to get some ads. Oh, who do you reckon the next round? Because they decide who the star is at the start of the year. Um, after watching a bunch of, especially late in the season, uh, speeches, and I know that this seems like bias, but it's known across the show, Dyson Heppel, really good presence. Oh, is okay. he too old? Is he too old, Joe? Ooh. He's been around for a while. Bailey yeah. Smith will get another run, I reckon. He's had a couple of non-speaking. He was in that KO ad where he's combing his hair. Yeah. Yeah, Don't Bailey let him- Smith. Yeah, that, they, yeah. He, you look for people who are appealing to people who have never watched a minute of football. Yes. Um, that's very important. Like You look at like the AFLW stars who they put at the front of things, and you're like, yeah. if you watched a second of AFLW, Mo Hope is not getting in any ads because <laughs> she's not got a kick in five years. But like... <laughs> Uh, where's Karen Paxman? Put Karen Paxman in an ad. <laughs> Honestly, they should have an ad that's all about mullets and it's just Bailey Smith and Karen Paxman just Fuck climbing yeah. one another's hair. Do you know who I reckon next year is? I reckon who? for it's I reckon Eddie Betts is the number one ranked highest, like loved by everyone. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think you're gonna find that he's in every ad possible that he yeah. wants to do. I yep. think yep. Max Gorn, I think. And Big I time. think yep. um, sure. and Bailey Smith. Yeah. Well, Max Gorn had that the great used to do. The, he was the Google Home ones. Was that Gorny? Yeah. Eating the popcorn yeah. on the bed, looking adorable. Yeah. Speaking of Google ads, sorry for commandeering this podcast and listeners. I'm sorry. I'll be gone after this. But can we talk <laughs> about the? Um, can we talk about the Google? Uh, oh. The Google ad. What it's is the best yes. ad? What ever. is a blinder? Oh. Yeah. Everyone. This is this is just my experience. But everyone. I, every guy I speak to watches the footy goes. When my girlfriend's been in the room, they cry. <laughs> I cry. It's a moving ad for a giant conglomerate. It's a masterpiece. Can an ad win a Logie? <laughs> Can you give that ad the gold Logie? Can we give I that think... dad the gold Logie? Yeah. It's a good ad. Have That's you great. been nominated for a Logie before? Lo- uh, bro- 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 Logan, Logan, there you go. Logie. Have you been nominated for a Logie? <laughs> no, I've never been nominated for a Logie, ever. But- Every time I'm on a set, I make a uh-huh. point like when camera crew are setting up some boring shot. Yeah, um, I always go like after they do it, I smell a logie because <laughs> it's a good icebreaker because no one gives a fuck about the fucking logies. <laughs> I smell a logie. I reckon people will care a lot about the logies when Marcus Bontepalli wins a gold logie because it's just a personality award. Yes, he yeah, technically true. all footy players are eligible. They're on TV. I wonder if any AFL players or like you know who have transitioned in the media have come close. I'm trying to think. Like, like uh, uh, I, I honestly think, can't think of any. Like, like Shane Crawford's someone who transcended into just being a media, who like a postcards guy. <laughs> yeah, he he's, come, he's probably been nominated, but probably never won because they get beaten by better homes and gardens, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. And I was thinking in a very, very different time, a John Sammy Newman would have uh, mm. probably been nominated. Maybe yeah. a Luke Darcy on oh. his better, better living <laughs> fucking bullshit. Yeah. Oh. It's, 
Definitely not for his commentary. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the one good thing about the grand final is that Luke Darcy will not be calling it because I don't know how we feel. Well, I know how the three of us feel, but I don't know how you feel mm-hmm. about it, Broden, when Luke Darcy calls a Bulldogs game and it is awful. It is some of the uh, worst yeah. commentary of the time. I try not to let my nuffy be seen uh, publicly, but I'm one of the biggest <laughs> nuffs out there. <laughs> but let me be nuff for a moment. Channel 7 is fucking hell, and they're lowering the they are lowering the, the the value, the stock price of AFL because the one place you can that everyone can watch the AFL for free is boring, underthought and shit. Yep. Yeah. And it's fucking agony. Like it's fucking hell, and I hope they lose the rights to fucking Netflix <laughs> or to fucking SBS or some shit because it lo- like if give it to someone who cares. If you look at the way Fox Footy yeah, put in passion to every element. Say what you want about Fox Footy, but and some of the dumb shit they do, like all of bounce. But like, <laughs> at least there's like care and passion and focus behind what they're doing. Yeah. Well, with um, the easiest way to like differentiate is how the commentators for Fox Footy deal with the pressure rating versus how the commentators deal with the Telstra tracker on Channel Seven, <laughs> which is, yep, those players ran far. Oh. On Channel 7, and then the pressure rating being like, look, we've said this on the show before, we have no fucking idea how they figure out the number, but if one team's over 180, the commentator's like, yeah, great pressure acts, incredible, this is fucking a real intense game. But yeah, when you compare that to- pressure rating. It's it's just tackling, isn't it? Is it? Maybe. We don't know. Tackling. I don't. I don't think I want to know. I want it to be yeah. a mystery. <laughs> just the general, could, just general pressure. It's yeah. a vibe yeah, just, team. They're just like yeah. oh, that, these guys look pretty tired. I reckon their pressure rating's a bit lower. Yeah. <laughs> it would probably be like a simple thing, like it's tackles plus smothers. Yeah. Times by like clangers, basically. Yeah. All I know is if it's north of two hundred, my dick is blown off. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I wish they could sustain it for the whole game. They'd all be be dead. (laughs) But yes, no, I hope they, I hope, or if they keep having it, I hope at least they just like put some more time or effort into it because it's a bit like there's no, they don't even have shows anymore. Like that, like no talking footy or no Sunday footy show or, you know. Oh, they don't even do that morning one anymore, do they? That Hamish McLaughlin used to host. No, I think because of, I think COVID was the excuse, but I think they'd be happy to not do them. But yeah. Tom, you've said this before. They don't make an effort because they don't fucking have to. No, they yeah. don't. They've how yeah. long? I think the current rights deal expires in five years. They mm. they can literally, and I think it's we've we talked about this at length, but I think it's it's heightened even more when they occasionally have a really good special comment. So if Daisy Pierce or Lepich or one of those guys is in the box, yeah. and they bring up something, and you're like, oh my god, what we could have. And then they yeah. cut back to Hamish or Luke Darcy. Luke Darcy can't yell. He sounds like he's just put the kids to bed anytime <laughs> he's excited. It's the worst thing in the world. And then you've yeah, got t- two guys in BT and JB who don't care about the game anymore. Hmm. Yeah. They've got like, yeah, like they've, uh, people talk about the glory days of Triple M's commentary team. And I yeah. never really listened, but you like you hear back old highlights of it. And it's like those people with who have lost the passion or are being told to... Uh, to, to do something different. But, yeah, that's a very good point is they don't have to, so they won't. No. Yeah. Having said that, I do like front bar. Front bar's good. It's different. 
Well, what it is, is it's not produced by them. It's completely owned by Mick Malloy and his brother. <laughs> and they come in and tell them how it is. And that, like, and it rates well enough that they can do that. And so yeah. it's not in-house. There was a period when Channel 7 had those shows where it was literally whatever was funny on Front Bar last week, they would just take the clips and then re-show them a bit. Like, like they like Sam Pang would do this beautiful setup for a joke and show a clip of Dipper saying something stupid. And then, like <laughs> a week later, it would have been played like fifteen times as an as a as a funny thing on like the pre Sunday game show hosted by <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah like yeah anyway I've got my nuff out my nuff is fully out <laughs> this, is the, this is the show for your nuff you know <laughs> yeah when nuff out all the time yeah it's called how good's footy and how shit's Channel Seven. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before we get too deep into this episode, it's now a quick time to hear from our sponsors. Uh, Sean, Broden, take a breather. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Today's episode of How Good's Footy is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. So join in over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you listeners, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code HowGoodsFooty at Manscaped.com. Now, Tom. Yes. We were blessed by Manscaped because they said, hey, how good's footy? We're sponsoring you, but don't do an ad read until you've used the Lawnmower 4.0. And we said, thank you, Manscaped. We'd hate to lie to our listeners. So here we are. Tom, we're more aerodynamic than we've ever been. Dangerously so. What I love about this entire sponsorship, Dushu, is it means that I am telling a bunch of people that have never seen my face, but I'm telling them that my balls, smooth as fuck. Max Gorn smooth. <laughs> If Tommy Bell Chambers had have had access to the Lawnmower 4.0, he would have played for another 30 years. He would have oh. been unstoppable. I can't, he would have won 10 Brownlows. <laughs> we, I mean, we now know the secret to Gary Ablett Jr.'s absolute dominant rampage at the Gold Coast Suns. 
clearly an early adopter of Manscaped. Absolutely. Generally, though, like, I'm surprised how good it is. (laughs) Yeah. It's one of those things where you're like, oh, you know, is it going to be good? But it's like, no, no, no. I could cut the crisscross pattern of the MCG onto my balls and we could play the grand final there next year. COVID permitting. And great news. The uh, Lawnmower 4.0, which... Funnily enough, we were some of the first people in the world to get, thanks to Manscaped sending us an early version. We got it. We got early access, baby. We're, <laughs> we we're got top, early access. We're top dogs here at How Goods Footy. That's it. It has a LED spotlight on it, Tom. So if we do hold the MCG on your balls, freshly shaved by Manscaped, Lawnmower 4.0, we can also use the Lawnmower 4.0 to light the game. Hey, we can shave. It used to be, you know, shaving was Saturday afternoons, but now you can have Friday night. You can shave on a Thursday night, Monday night. You can do Tuesday twilight. Just really shake it up. It's always prime time, magic time with Manscaped. (laughs) It really is. So, Tom and listeners, get 20% off and free shipping with the code HowGoodsFooty at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com and use the code HowGoodsFooty. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. And now... Back to the episode. Thank you for being very quiet, Sean and Broden. Let's get back into it. Let's look forward to the grand final. Broden, what... Okay, as a Melbourne supporter, obviously going into this very excited, very stressed, I'm assuming. What's some things that you're uh, expecting? Things you want to see? Anything you're excited for? Anything you're worried about? Yes. Well, okay, so they beat... We beat them and then they beat us in round 17 or something like that. Mm -hmm. And um, it rained. Right, so my big mm-hmm. thing is, I think that and Bulldogs won against the Bombers. Uh, sorry, yeah. Joe, no. uh, in the wet. I think they're a good wet yes. team because I think well, that yeah. people, I think their forward line are good at getting free kicks. Not to say that they play for them, but they just get themselves in a position yep. where they can. Um, and I, if it rains, I'll be worried because that the game that we the last game we played them and they won. They got a lot of free kicks in slippery conditions. Mm-hmm. And I remember that game finishing. They won by 20 points. And I remember thinking, play that game 10 more times and we fucking annihilate them. So mm-hmm. that was my that was my mantra for that game. Uh, if it rains. Uh, apart from that, I have no idea. I feel like, because I've just seen this team <laughs> have so many things thrown at them that they just sort of control. Like, if they, if, if Norton... Gets takes a bunch of marks in the first quarter, I'll be worried. <clears throat> yep. And if Bont goes off, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you worried that the Bont uh, not winning the Brownlow is going to get him off the chain? Uh, like they'll find any reason, you know? Like, they'll find yeah. any narrative. Um, so, yeah. Like, he every game that he's played us, he's been outstanding. So, it's almost kind of like, let that happen and let's hope yeah. that maybe you put Harms or you put someone on McRae. And you uh, and you just take out Libber or McRae instead. I was going to say Libber's Libber's the one to stop. You look at Port; they they beat them in that game because they put someone on Libber and he just disappeared. And then they didn't do that for the first quarter against them, and they kicked seven goals. And he's, he was involved in like four of them. He's yeah. the Bont's Bont's going to do the Bont shit because he's Bont. Yeah. Yeah. In the same way that you can't really stop a Martin or one of those type of players. Once they get going, they're just on. You've got to stop the guy who gets the ball to that guy. So Libba's yeah. the one to stop in the same way that, like, you could try to stop Petrarca, but he's he's got that extra little thing. You stop him getting the ball from 
Oliver, who's the guy who's getting the supply out to him. Yeah, yeah before before Brisbane played the Dogs, people said Brisbane should put someone on Libba, and they didn't at the start. And then in the first five minutes, Libba had like six touches and kicked two goals. So yeah, yeah, sick. He's he's the key. I think put Viney on him or something, just like a real hard body to start with instead Maybe. of Maybe. head to head. Yeah, it's a, that's a, that's the most exciting thing to me this year is Viney. People never talk about Viney mm. because he's like not yeah. in the f- top five important players, but he is a finals player and is like a yeah. little hand grenade to be able to <laughs> go and do stuff. Well, he yeah. was nearly like he was going to leave, wasn't there? There was that whole thing about he's like I know there was a brief period where it sounded like he was going to come to Geelong or St yeah. Kilda. Yeah, he was stroppy. He definitely was stroppy when he lost the captaincy. In my like, okay, we're enough here again. He yeah. he was a sh- he was a shocking captain, like a bad captain. Um, not really in him. He just needs to worry about any like I don't know about his IQ generally, but I don't. I'm fucking not smart either. But he like <laughs> he just needs to be hit, go get ball, kill, ki- get yeah. ball and kill. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And the other thing, like, and so I thought he was dropping out. The bit, the thing that I hear a lot is Simon Goodwin says he's his favorite player. So, like, Oof. there's obviously some kind of relation. Yeah, he's like, he said it on the Demons podcast last week because Max Gorn, of course, hosts a podcast. Yeah. Um, and Angus Bayshaw <laughs> hosts a weekly podcast. Um, and they had Goodwin on, and it's just like talking shit like this. But yeah, Simon Goodwin says that Jack Viney is his favorite player. Um, which is that's huge really- for a coach to say publicly. That's yeah. cool. He says, as a person, Ed Langdon, as a, as a, <laughs> as a guy off the field, Ed Langdon, and on the field, Jack Viney. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> That's wild. In a team with Oliver, Petraka, Gorn, <laughs> Lever, May, like yeah. So that I, that that says to me that he's not he's not leaving. But yeah, um, yeah. Well, no, he's he he was massive in that prelim. Like, yes, the guys like Petraka and Oliver and Brace, all those big names are going to do well. But Viney's sort of back half of the year, I think, has been solid. Like he's he's come in, and it's a bit like we were talking. A few players across this year seem to have had the chat, it's not all about you, and it's yeah. helped them. And I think Viney's had a, hey, mate, you don't have to do that because there's other guys who are going to do it. Just do just do this instead and be good at it and have a good time. Hang out with Ed. Hang out with Ed Langdon. Ed Langdon, <laughs> Ed Langdon feels like I once, I met uh, through work, met his brother Tom. And Tom he was Tom Langdon played for the Collingwood, and he was talking. I figured about it because how- he said he was his brother, so they'd have the right thing. I put, I put two <laughs> and they were talking about how like they used to miss training all the time because they'd just be like thinking about other stuff, like the idea that they're just so <laughs> really? laid back that they're just like, oh shit, we're late for training. Off we go. <laughs> he was standing. He was doing like a clinic at the, at my work, standing in the change rooms at the MCG that were decked out in Collingwood colours, and they were playing on Saturday night. And he was like, oh, when are Collingwood playing here? And I'm like. You're you're playing here tomorrow. Like you're you're <laughs> yeah. in the tent. And he's like, oh yeah, yeah. Now my brother and I were just like pretty chill guys. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense that they just <laughs> <laughs> chill guys. Yeah, that's really like, that's me chill. I, like I get the feeling I never get get along with any footballer. Or like, no. <laughs> like I, I think there's some good ones out there, but like particularly all these like they there's that streamline from private school dudes into the AFL. Yep. Like yeah, just you just get the sense that none of them have anything interesting to say. <laughs> like obviously, someone like Liberatore, you would think would be a, would be awesome for a chat. Yep. Um, but then the other ones, just I imagine they'd say boys a lot. 
Yeah, the boys. Yeah, yeah the boys. Um, <laughs> that's why I'm like, yeah, just just play. I don't want to hear him interview. Just play. Yeah. <laughs> My frustration is that the private schoolboy footballer has stolen the working man's haircut, and the mullet is now the private schoolboy haircut. I'm like, ah, oh, that's the that's the that's yeah. not your haircut. That's the public school haircut. They have reappropriate. You're 100 right. And do you know it's like 16 year old boys talking like old country like farmers? Yes, and like as a cool thing. <laughs> yes, hate that. Hate that. It's disgusting. Leave it to the farmers, fellas. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, reappropriating the dairy industry, <laughs> Broden. For any like new, for any neutral supporters, why do you think they should get behind Melbourne? We haven't won a premiership in <laughs> in, in sixty years. <laughs> um, Pretty good. Please, Sean brings this up because last week we put a call out to our emailers to be like, who should we get on? We got a lot of emails back, and Broden, I don't think a single person said Melbourne. Really? So, um, mm. Why? Well, that's crazy. Supporters. Okay. Yeah, we enough. do have heaps of bulldogs. I think most. I think there's a like you know. If I was, if it wasn't me, and and there was a team that hadn't won one, and you're breaking a drought. Like if it was Bulldogs St Kilda, I would be going for St Kilda because you want to see the drought end. Yeah. yeah. As just as I just as I wanted to see the Bulldogs win in 2016. Yeah. And just as I wanted to see Sydney win in 2005. I never want to see Collingwood break a drought, though. That was yes. awesome. Yeah. I would uh, love to see them have the longest drought of all time. Yeah. <laughs> That's the record. <laughs> Just the record yeah. I'd love to see them break is the one to lose the most grand finals. <laughs> do you think we'll see in our life? Because, like, Carlton have now just appointed a proper CEO who's probably going to make Carlton good. Shut yeah. it, thought. But like, um, yeah. Do you think there's a world where, like, Collingwood become Carlton and Carlton become Collingwood and, like, this massive team... With huge like equity and an, a, a rich team with like enough a massive nuffy fan base. Sorry, but <laughs> like like the Collingwood and Carlton single handedly prop up sin. I mean sen. So like yeah yeah, yeah. just with nuffy's calling, not yeah. all day. Yeah. Do you think we could see Collingwood become Carlton and Carlton become Collingwood? 100%. We're already saying it, I reckon. Well, I think the big difference, though, is as much as I don't like either of these teams, Carlton supporters go to the footy every week in thousands, expecting yep. to see them beat top of the ladder by 10 goals, then leave the game furious that Carlton have lost, like cracking the shits, but yep. then go back the next week. Where Collingwood, we've already seen it. Their membership has Drop fucking yeah. plummeted. Mm. And also, I never thought of Richmond as in that bracket of fan, but they absolutely are. And like, it oh. just took it just took a record breaking dynasty for them to have them, you know, to become. <laughs> um, yeah, like they're the over a hundred thousand, like this army. They're the they're the new Collingwood, I guess, at the moment. Yeah, mm. Carlton are the sleeping giant. Like you, you forget that when they were good, they're insufferable. So they'll just just you know they already you know, are. Yeah, exactly. They've achieved nothing, and their supporters are still a bit like, "Oh, we're pretty, we're pretty good." <laughs> uh, I'm very nervous about their coach search. It's and well, I guess what will happen, Tom? Obviously, you've got another year, but after that, when Geelong do do like the you know the go back down a bit to build back up, what will their fan base be like? Will will they drop off, or will they keep going? I think That's our fan base point. will stick around. It'll just take a while. You- You've got to remember that before 07, we'd lost like three grand finals. We hadn't won since like yeah. 1963. You don't like, remember that. They they <laughs> stick they stick that 
they, they, we've stuck through those times, so I imagine they'll stick through it again. They'll be I, fine. They'll stick around. They've been they've been smothered in arrogance for so long. They'll stick around. <laughs> yeah, You've got I, I don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't think you'll see a drop off. It'll I, it'll be interesting to see what the next two or three years holds for m- my team. Um, yeah, just I think. I think Chris Scott will do one more year and then he'll go. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, I just, it's going to be, next year itself is just going to be fascinating. I think we'll have a new captain as well. Um, who, I feel, who would you have? I think Tom Stewart will be the captain and I think he's the good, he's the right choice. Good. Danger is our vice captain, but I don't, I think Danger feels one of those players that he tries to do too much already when team isn't doing well. So if he's the captain, he's just going to, his brain's going to explode. Whereas Tom Stewart's yeah. just like a has. relaxed guy who has a kid and loves footy and lots of tats. Yeah, right. I like it. Well, Essendon are in the dangerous period where uh, this could be the same as it was a couple of years ago where we rose to the finals, everyone got excited about the next season and maybe we'll drop off again. Or this time it does feel better though. But also uh, I know what our fan base is like because I think we broke membership records the year after. Yeah. The drug saga thing. So Essendon fans will stick around. They're so angry. Essendon fans are always so angry. I, there's like a very, very pure. We know, part we've of met people. you. Uh, I, remember, <laughs> I remember Essendon fans before the drug saga. Uh, yeah. And, and they you you feel the spirit of Essendon now is like a defeated someone who is like Theon Greyjoy from Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like you had your dick cut off, like, <laughs> like, like a fool. Like you feel these people who have a spirit and used to be like just this fool, just like oh, let's just go to the footy and watch a bit of footy and have a bit of fun. This <laughs> is like, but yeah, it, it's dormant. They, 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 yeah. When I, I actually worry about when Essendon come back all confident, Kevin Sheedy esque. <laughs> I don't know why, but in the last couple of weeks, we've been reading heaps of Kevin Sheedy stories, all three of us. Every story involving that man is fucked. It's insane. Yeah, he's, he's full on. <laughs> Isn't, what's his name? What's your new coach? Forget his name. That, which uh, is ben kind Rotten. of what I'm... Ben, yeah, he's the antithesis of Kevin Sheedy. Yep. Yeah. He's a, he just wants to coach really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and shut up. Yeah, he's a quiet man. A man of few words. Mm. Occasionally, you'll get a smile out of him in the coach's box, and you know that we're absolutely on, or that he's very proud of a player for doing something. Um, so he's he's in he's a Simon Goodwin in that him and Simon Goodwin I think are the same person in that they both yeah. played together and assistant coached at Essendon. Um, yeah, they they're just these like I think they're just hiding it all. I think they're deliberately <laughs> yeah. just like yeah. And then I'm um, in Brisbane. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I've got no idea where they're going to go from here. I think they're in a position where they should be. Able to contend for a couple of years, hopefully. Um, just with the list you and everything, like you, not many people are going to retire. So uh, I don't know. I hope they can take the next step. Honestly, it, every yeah. it's just so weird. I've talked to Joel about this heaps. Tom, there's no point because he's forgotten what it's like to to be a battler. <laughs> but when you when your team sucks for like 15 years, just starting to win games feels good. It's good to be in the oh. finals. This year at the Richmond, when it was like early on, but it feels like it was deep into the season. I remember just walking around the MCC. This is when we um, we were allowed to leave the house, obviously. Yeah, and uh, just walking around after beating Richmond at the MCG Anzac Day Eve, and just walking around and just seeing in 
like just 30, 40,000 of happy Melbourne fans. <laughs> and it was nothing I had ever experienced. <laughs> and, and like genuinely people going, oh, like halfway through the year, you must be excited. You're looking good. I'm like, I just... I can't express to you how nice it is to get on the train, go, and then leave happy and be happy all week. It's That's all you need. Like, grand final is yeah, one yeah. thing, but then, like, being able to just go and hang out with your friends at the footy and not want to die is, like, that's that's all you. That's all I want. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I had a similar experience as well. Uh, when Essendon played St. Kilda uh, early in the season, when Essendon won by, like, 70-something points. And at this point, St. Kilda were expected to kind of bounce back well had finished in the finals the previous year and um i was at a three-day music festival when we were allowed to go outside and uh i was with another resident supporter and we were struggling so hard to get reception we got a half time score which was the worst thing that could have happened to us considering what Haw- uh for anyone who doesn't remember Essendon had a 40 point lead on hawthorne in round one and then lost um but yeah at halftime we're up by like eight goals and i was like holy shit Kale Hook has kicked four goals. It's half time. Um, we're up by heaps. And then we just couldn't get more scores until like midnight that night. And then we we're just like, we won by 13 goals. And we're just like <laughs> wandering around being like, what? <laughs> it was just so weird to be, yeah, just be like, it's we just did nice. it. Yeah. It's just, uh, this is what happiness feels like. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I was going to say just lastly that like, I-, I-, I remember going to high school and having friends. Um, mm-hmm. And then those, like, and some of the friends went for Geelong and Hawthorne, and just seeing their life go better than mine because they just had the inbuilt happiness that sort of <laughs> leads to success, <laughs> as opposed to the fucking poor people who went for North Melbourne and Melbourne and you yeah. know all the crappy and Richmond at the time. All these, and just just seeing these people just like <laughs> just project them that you know into lovely lives. Um, it genuinely affects you. The team you go for. It's nice to now be 32, uh, a broken man who can enjoy footy a bit. <laughs> no, that's fair. My During the prelim, the Melbourne prelim, um, my brother is a Port Adelaide supporter growing up in a family of Geelong. So, you know, he had a good time at various points in his life. When I think we got like 80 points down and like the, we hadn't scored a goal for like an hour, he just sent me a message and he's like, doesn't feel great, does it? <laughs> that's the thing as well like because a lot of the Geelong fans I spoke to were just like oh oh well that's yeah. uh, that sucks yeah. but was, and for me I'm like you don't know what this means <laughs> like you don't know what this means like 10 years ago you destroyed my club and now we're back we showed you like oh well you know it's nice to you know glad we got to the prelim you know rough year and you know <laughs> glass half full that's how I live but that's because as a teenager, my team was doing well. Shut up, Tom. Um, can I also just say very quickly, um, if you Absolutely. are watching on video, I, I don't usually drink sun-kissed. Yep. <laughs> it's just this is the only drink that they gave me. Oh, <laughs> no. So, like, it wasn't like, would you like a Pepsi or a lemonade? Or, it was, no, you get sun-kissed, fuckhead. <laughs> Just so you know. So how does I don't it want work? people you- thinking I choose to drink sun-kissed. <laughs> you put in a request for soft drink and they just give you that? I get you. Just get bags. Do you want me to read you the menu for today? Is that oh, is that yeah. good podcast content? That's that's great. That's great podcast, podcast content. 
Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, Broden is currently uh, hotel quarantine. I think we made that pretty clear at the start, but just in case, to catch you up, <laughs> you can, and here is the menu you, he gets. You can hear it in my timbre. <laughs> um, breakfast, continental breakfast, served with fruit, oh. salad, yogurt, and a piece of fruit. And you get a croissant, a continental thing. Um, but someday they deliver it at 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. Like, doesn't matter if you want to sleep in or whatever, and they just go, wake the fuck, like, and you have to go get yeah. it. The other morning, while I was fucking sleeping in Sunday, they opened the door. Like, no, sorry, they they give me my food. Yeah, and it's just like a hot fucking bacon and eggs and sausage and like, which is great. But yeah. I woke up not hungry, <laughs> and you got to eat the hot food there. So I'm like, literally, like you know, sleep in my eyes, can't open my eyes, eating a fucking sausage. Like, <laughs> awful. Uh, for lunch is a shaved ham baguette with semi-dried tomato, semi-dried, semi-dried tomato, cucumber, mescaline leaves, and French mustard. Oh, and yeah. then dinner was a roast pumpkin ginger soup, Spanish-style lamb with peppers and sherry. Uh, with herb couscous, roasted sweet potato, steamed broccoli, olives, garlic, and lemon, and then a dark chocolate, dark and white chocolate cake, and a sun-kissed, and a fucking sun-kissed. <laughs> I'm fucking so over it. That's a really hectic menu. If someone was a picky eater, they would be eating once every two or three days. And the other thing I will say is with every fucking meal, they bring a piece of fruit. So, like, my room is just half filled with apples and mandarins. <laughs> it's like, you might eat a fucking piece of fruit a day, but like, have welcome breakfast, have a fucking apple. Welcome lunch, have a fucking banana. At every meal, I've got that many fucking, and you don't want to throw them out, but that's yeah. where they're going. <laughs> um, also, can you just clarify? You had fruit salad for breakfast, and they gave you a side of fruit with your fruit yes, salad. Yes, <laughs> and my fridge is fucking jam packed <laughs> with fucking fruit salads. Oh, sh- oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I, you can tell I'm over it. Yeah, and it yeah, hasn't yeah. been good that my team's in a grand final for the. I've just been bouncing off the walls. Sorry, uh, Tom. What do you think? No, no, no. I was just saying. Well, yeah, you, you're almost there, and. When you're out, you know, you'll be able to ride the, just cram the two weeks of energy into the three days you'll now have before the grand final. <laughs> There's a very good chance that I want to go straight back in the hotel quarantine at, 7, <laughs> at like 10 p.m. Saturday night. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us, Burden. Um, good, good luck. You've only got one more day of hotel quarantine now, right? Yeah, I do. I'm so sorry I talk so much, all you wonderful listeners. I just haven't <laughs> talked to anyone in two weeks. And I, and I, no, this. Uh, and if you are been... from Channel Seven, I'm sorry. And if you are from Dusty and Rusty, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're and Dusty and or Rusty, and if you're Tom Liberatore, <laughs> yeah, no, nah, Tommy, no, nah, he's all right. Tommy's all right. <laughs> I hope he loses, but. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, just quickly, uh, I want to to bring the episode home, uh, Broden. I just want you to know that this is what is uh, on the line for us, uh, deciding on who we support. Yeah. Uh, because we got an email from our listener Tennille, uh, who is emailing us just to try and sweeten the deal for why we should get behind the Western Bulldogs. Sure. Um, she has pledged that, uh. She will get a tattoo if Western Bulldogs win. And if they do win, she's looking at designs and she's offering us, the host of Haggard's Footy, the opportunity for some input. She will let all three of us help design the Bulldogs tattoo that she will 100% get if the Western Bulldogs win the 2021 Grand Final. 
Do you have a deal that's anywhere near as exciting as that? I was gonna say, I, I, I um, I stupidly got um the Netflix logo tattooed on my ass, um, and I'm desperate to uh get that redone or something. So, um, uh, a red N easily becomes a red M. Very yeah, it could be Satan, couldn't it? Or, or M, or like, yep. or Annie. Melbourne. My partner's yep. name is Annie. So, yep. uh, you know what else has an N in it? Gorn. Oh, Gorn. fuck. I could, I could, a uh, Gorn tattoo with the N being the Netflix logo. <laughs> so funny. Little, just, yeah, just little black, little like, just like pencil G A W. Well, see, Broden, I was on the dogs before I spoke to you, and now. I was like, I can't be persuaded. I just think that, like, I like the players yeah. of Western Bulldogs so much. But knowing how broken of a man you've been for 32 years of your life, it's really tough to be like, Western Bulldogs, let's go. No, you can do that. It's fine. Like, that's the thing about yeah, this I- team this year is, like, up until this point, you know, it's all been, you know, it's all good. You know, I don't need you to go for me, you fucking dog cunt, is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, that seals it. Up the yeah. dogs. <laughs> uh, I'm on the D's, and I have been on the D's since the prelim. I've got D's fans wow. at work and who are friends. So I think I've, I think I'd want Ben Brown to win a premiership. I think that would be really nice. Yeah. Um, my grandfather was a very passionate D's supporter. So I think I also have to get on the D's. That's what that's makes just- me. That's actually the thing that makes me the most emotional is hearing about like people saying my fucking granddad or my you know like the, all these people in your life and and people thinking of those people. It's fucking lovely. It's mm. actually really nice. Yeah. Um, my grandma goes for Collingwood, and Collingwood can get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and on that note, I've been Joel. I've been Sean. I've been Tom. And Broden, you've and I'm been. I'm Broden Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> and where can we find you, Broden? Uh, in Queensland at the Marriott Hotel <laughs> um, <laughs> on Queen Street. Uh, if you're Uber Eats, you've got to just give it to the army man at the front. Um, and then they. Yeah, that's where I am. <laughs> well, yeah, last time you were on, you plugged uh, your appearance on Rove, which was uh, cancelled the same week the episode aired. So. Oh, that's right. <laughs> it was that night it got cancelled. Yeah. We were on, I was like, watch that fucking show. And then it got cancelled. Yeah. Yeah. And then I messaged you. I was like, oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> well, I was going to say, like, come see us on tour, but... Depending on what day this comes out, that's being rescheduled. So, <laughs> so I can come on, go on that tour, but that's being moved into 2022. So, yeah. Well, yeah, we'll all be there in 2022. And thank you so much for coming on the show, Broden. Thanks, everyone. Sorry I talked so much. Go, Dees. Go, Dees. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. 
Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.